Welcome everybody to Big Bill's Flamecast for October the 20th, 2022. Coming to you from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, as always. The big man in the 403, right here with all your Flames game day information, news, reviews, interviews, gourmet vues, all of those things just for yous. So the Flames are off to a great start. The reverse retros are in. The Flames in the city reignite their arena talks. And tonight we're taking on the Buffalo Sabres. So I hope you guys are in the mood for an epic show today. And we got to talk about so many things because... On a day like today, it's easy for us to sit up on our perch, way up high, looking down at all of the other teams who aren't perfect, and say, wow, we are just so great, and isn't this nest so nice and comfy, being here up atop of the mountain, looking down with big, big noses, thinking we are just so wonderful, but no, we are just another team in this great 32-team league. And on any single night, any team can take out any other team. And the Edmonton Oilers learned that when they took on the Buffalo Sabres the other night. Thought they could take a day off. Thought that their stuff doesn't stink and that, oh, that game against the Flames was just bad goaltending or you know the the Oilers were playing down to their opponent like that is the most cocky thing i think i've ever heard from an Oilers fan base that they played down to the Buffalo Sabres no my friends the Buffalo Sabres elevated their game because of the perceived greatness of this other team in front of them, because the media loves to hype the Edmonton Oilers and their two lines, no defense and questionable goaltending, and they like to put them on a pedestal and say that they're greater than the Calgary Flames, and that's just not true. They were better than us last year in the playoffs because our guys didn't come to play that were leaving. The guys that were leaving weren't thinking about the Stanley Cup. They weren't planning on winning a Stanley Cup. They were planning on winning their contract signing and were about to leave. And you can see how every single one of those players that had contracts, who cared, and even the ones that didn't have contracts, the ones that just cared about the Flames and wanted to stay, i.e. Monge, these guys played their hearts out. They did everything they could. They didn't take a shift off. And that is the team that is playing right now with heart that is undefeated. With some new guys who are hungry, other champions and other teams that are disgr- or other players who are disgruntled because of teams that got rid of them when they didn't do anything wrong. 
And the only thing they did wrong was have a contract that was about to get uh, re-upped or whatever. So they got rid of him, i.e. Huberto and Uyghur. And we benefited from that stupidity of one Bill Zito. But I don't want to talk trash about Bill Zito because he gave us these two great players in that wonderful trade. But let's be fair. Brad Living, along with Kachuk's playing ball, got us that great deal. And I will not besmirch the name of Kachuk here on this podcast. That man anteed up, did what was right, said he didn't want to stay, and helped us get one hell of a deal. So I will not besmirch that man. Never, ever, ever. Even though I'm very disappointed he decided to go somewhere else. But that's just what he did. But the simple fact of the matter is, he still didn't show up against the Edmonton Oilers. And the Edmonton Oilers, they outscored and humiliated our goaltender at the time. Now, this is something I'm going to get into a little bit more here about Markstrom's goaltending. Because I don't think it's all on Markstrom. I think Markstrom's woes could be a goalie coach issue. Uh, that's what I'm seeing. Is that this is an elite goaltender who... Who knows what he's all about? Knows his his skills, knows his epicness, but is not being properly challenged or coached in the goalie department. This is a a, a guy that's obviously not used to having low shot games. He's not used to not being peppered on a nightly basis. Some goaltenders need to be coached to help them in that situation because a Daryl Sutter team will never want to be outscored or outshot, pardon me. We always want to have more shots and we always want to play a very good defensive game, which would have less shots on net. Some goaltenders aren't good with that type of system. Now, Markstrom... I believe he can be with the appropriate coaching. And I don't believe it's Sutter's job. I believe it's our goalie coach. And our goalie coach needs to talk to him about his glove. The glove is shit. They need to go and play catch with him every day, take him out of the rink, get away from hockey, just with a baseball and a mitt, and just just throw him balls constantly. Practice, practice, practice with that glove hand because right now everybody can see his glove sucks ass. And that's a goalie coach issue. The goalie coach needs to either figure it out and 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 do better or we need to switch the goalie coach. Simple as that, my opinion. I'm not behind closed doors, so maybe I'm talking out of my ass and I don't know what I'm talking about but I'm just seeing what I see there is a man an elite goaltender who's not being properly coached when it comes to simple things like the glove and you know for me an armchair quarterback I can sit here and say yeah it's easy for me to say it's an easy thing but when I can see it clears day he needs help in that area and he's not getting the help or he's not being told this because goalies are notorious for being weird and that they might get in their head about it and start screwing up. So, they, oh, let's not bring it up to him. He needs to be brought up to him. 
It has to be brought up to him. His glove sucks ass. And we need to get a goalie coach to help him with this, this scenario, with a situation, because we're being exploited on his glove side. The, now, these are one of the few criticisms. I'm, I'm ahead of myself here because I still want to talk about the arena. But let's just get into it. I'm already into it now. So, my criticisms, Flames need to update the goalie coach or find help for the goalie coach because there's something going on there. Uh, I wrote here, Markstrom needs to be better coach because he's elite but continues to struggle with the glove. Okay, I already said that. Um, another criticism, I love Hubie and I love his amazing passing ability. I don't want to stifle that, but he's making some really questionable passes that can be very dangerous. Now, nobody has taken advantage of that yet, but I'm seeing very, very dangerous passes that aren't conducive to a Daryl Sutter coach team. He's making very uh, beautiful-looking passes that will pay off. In certain areas, it's okay, but in other other areas it just it looks like he's passing it to the other guy and he's going to make a breakaway so i'm pretty nervous when it comes to some of the passing that huberdo's doing um so that's one tiny criticism um that's something that you can't i don't know really how you go about coaching that because you don't want to take that away from him you don't want to have him thinking, oh, I, I shouldn't pass because that's what he's great at. But there's got to be a way, and I know Daryl Sutter's the man, he can figure this out, but figure out where the high risk areas are for him to make passes and where he should he should stick to and places where he shouldn't. But I'm just seeing some of these passes could be picked off. Hasn't been, hasn't happened yet. Could happen. So that's my teeny tiny criticism with Hubie and I need to pick out some criticism because I could sit here and get cocky and say we're so great we don't need to change nothing we Buffalo's coming in here you know they're on paper a bad team but they're not but this is what people can think and this isn't the case we need to always be prepared for our opponent and respect our opponent respect that they are NHL players they're here to, to compete. They're going to play to our level. They're going to compete every time they come to a team that, you know, the media, people like me, say are better. You know, every team, I think, is better than their worst criticisms and shittier than their highest praise. You know, they're always somewhere in the middle. And, you know, being a team that knows that, understands that, is the key to victory. Being humble, knowing you got to work hard and do what what's right, sticking to the system, not getting cocky, you know. Okay, so criticism with Hubie. Um, what's next here? Not very many criticisms. I'm trying my best here to pick out what I can, but it's hard when you got a team that's doing so well. All right, so I wrote down here, tonight the Flames need to play up to the Sabres. And I say that because of these Oiler fans and other fans that say, like the Leafs, oh, they play down to their opponent. No, other teams play up 
to the level and expect a Buffalo team to play their heart out tonight. Yeah, downplays bullshit. Teams who say that are lying to themselves. These are all things I'm right. I wrote down here. So I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself and being redundant. Must respect all teams. Don't get cocky. Don't get high on your own farts. Uh, yeah, so, so far, so good. Must stay the course. Again, don't get cocky. That's the theme of the show. Don't get cocky. So that's it for my opening rant here. Now we have lots of audio from uh, Daryl. We also have uh, Michael Backlund here. And uh, not not that much audio from uh, from the guys tonight. But I still wanted to get some out there for you. So let's hear from Daryl Sutter. Will Noah Hannafin play tonight? Probably. What do you see in Buffalo in your pre-scout? Uh, I like Buffalo a lot. Um, they've done a really good do- job of drafting size and skill. And the two trades they made, the one with Vegas and one with uh, St. Louis, brought in two big skilled guys. I think they, uh, and right now, you know, their goaltending is, I think it's right at the top of the league, safe percentage and goals against. They're an exciting team, young, exciting team. Carol, three games in, you're 3-0, and but there's always room for growth. Uh, where would those areas be for your team? I think just our opponent, every game is, you know, I know there's, everybody looks at the schedule and guys don't do their homework and they call it a homestand, but you don't play the same team twice. So every game is, you take on a sort of a life of its own. So improvement is how you play against certain teams. Just do some history against players versus opponent, team versus opponent, things like that, where you're at in the schedule, uh, how guys, players can improve, uh, situations that you can get better at. So it's not like, it's not like there's a glaring thing or uh, something that's, that we don't notice. I think we've got a pretty good handle on it as a staff. Darrell, as Milan Lucic gets to 1,100 regular season games tonight, what's allowed him to remain valuable to your team at this point in his career? To our team? Yeah. yeah still a, shows a lot of leadership and work ethic, and it's not just on ice. It's, it's uh, in the locker room, which is really important as a guy gets some, gets some age on him. Some NHL teams are doing now, they're doing personalized goal songs, like a player gets to pick the song that's played after he scores a goal. What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm sure you have a favorite song too, so so there's certain music that you like. I mean, yeah, I, I'm good at that. Crowds get into it. And what would have been yours? Oh, I don't know. Probably like Sunday morning coming down. I'll just listen to it. <laughs> we had all them good old records when we were kids. Marty Robbins and Gunfighters and all this Johnny Cash. Merle Haggard, George Jones. I, that's good for me, any of them. Well, I woke up Sunday morning With no way to hold my head That didn't hurt And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Welcome back, everybody. Big Bill's Flamecast, and, and what we got here for you. 
is Mr. Johnny Cash and Daryl's song choice for himself. And stumble down the stairs. And I gotta say, to it's a new one for me. I'm a little ashamed to say that uh, I didn't know this song, but uh, I do like it. It it speaks definitely to a hockey player, and uh, I guess what it's like for not just hockey players, but for all of us on those Sunday mornings when we have to. Uh, get ready for church, and we're not feeling very well, a little disheveled, and not feeling like it's, uh, you're in any sorts to go and uh, go to church, but that's what we do. We do what we gotta do, because we're hockey-loving, God-fearing men and women here in the 403, and that's just how we do it. So, uh, Daryl, and uh, he's actually uh, he's in a good mood today. He's happy. Things are going well. He's uh, he's scouted out the enemy on tonight. I shouldn't say enemy. The opponent, Buffalo Sabers, and I must say, Buffalo is the city that holds my favorite NFL team. And I I don't know anything really about NFL. All I do know is that the Buffalo City has a team called the Bills. And, well, I like that. I like that a lot. So before we get into our last bit of uh, audio from the guys down at the Saddle Dome, I did want to go over some uh, some news and notes here that I, I didn't get to because of my little rant there uh, at the beginning. The reverse retros are announced and out there. And uh, I highly encourage you guys to go and check it out. Uh, It's cool to see the teams that don't have any history putting out their retro jerseys like Vegas and uh, the Kraken. Vegas did a great job. I really like their, uh, their retro jerseys. And... The Flames one, a, a lot of people are saying good things. I was never a fan of that weird pedestal thing they're calling it. I don't know. It, it's got this weird little uh, lift uh, to it in the in the belly area. But, um, yeah, it, it's definitely one of the jerseys that you'll remember. If you're a Flames fan... You'll remember the Young Guns era here in Calgary. And the Young Guns had very ugly-ass jerseys. But these ones, they kind of did a little black spin to it. Because I don't believe we brought out the black until Blasty. Please correct me if I'm wrong out there. If we had any black jerseys with the Young Guns era. But I'm very happy that we got Blasty as well as this uh, third jersey reverse retro situation. There's a lot of them out there that kind of look lame and plain, like Detroit and Boston. Some people may like that. I'm not a big fan. I like what the Ducks did. I like uh, what the Stars did. I definitely like what the, uh, the Sharks did. A lot of good stuff out there. 
So if you guys uh, are interested, go and check out the reverse retros that are out there now. More news and notes to talk about. Arena talks are back on. And, uh, you know, we had a deal in place. Everything was going smooth. And then our mayor decided to stick her nose in to something she had no business getting into at the time because it was already done. She wanted to uh, up the financials. Uh, $19 million. She wanted uh, the, the Flames to pony up for some stupid gas tax. Now, I'm not going to get into an environmental speech here. I'm not a man who subscribes to this stupid gas tax and the craziness all around taxing the hell out of our gas and making it impossible to go anywhere and do anything because crazy environmentalists who said the ozone was falling apart and we're going to have acid rain and all this stuff is now wanting to tax our gas even more. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. But anyways, they want to now uh, make the Flames pony up $19 million. I think it's bullshit. I think the plan they had in place was good. Let's get it going. You know, the ceiling, the concrete is falling off the Saddle Dome. We're not getting any concerts in town because of the belligerent uh, thing in the middle, uh, the, the Flames Energy Board. It's just belligerent in the way. The shape of the dome just sucks for acoustics. We need to get rid of the Saddle Dome. As much as I love the Saddle Dome and the shape, it's iconic. We just need to we need to catch up with the times and have a regular-shaped dome. Regular-shaped so it sounds nice. And we can have some concerts finally coming back to Calgary. And we can, you know, get rid of the gimmick stuff. We need efficiency. And also, I'd like to say, as a Flames fan, a personal request that we outdo the Oilers on their really awesome outdoor hangout spot that they have there. I don't know the name of it. Some sort of hangout spot. The Flames, because of the Red Mile and our, our broke people like myself who can't afford the extreme prices of playoff tickets or even regular season tickets, I think we should have a very awesome hangout spot that's safe for everybody. Maybe a little um, concrete little place for the kids to play hockey and some big screens around there and maybe some barbecue pit places uh, for people to hang out and uh, do some barbecue, hang, you know, play some hockey. I think it would be wonderful and also be able to catch the game and support the team when they can't either afford a ticket or they're sold out because we know this dome is going to attract so many more fans that probably were sick and tired of the Saddle Dome's bathrooms and the only thing that's going to be sad about the flames going down is all those beautiful beer taps are going to come out and that delicious beer is going to be really bad uh it's not going to be the same but you know we can't have everything in this town all right so those are the last little bit of housekeeping here i wanted to talk about that at the beginning of the show but i kind of got off on my criticisms and the goalie coach situation so before we close it out we got to say congratulations to lucic he's playing his 
1,100th game tonight. Only 211 players in the NHL have made this milestone. He's a beast. He's awesome. I'm so happy that we have Luch and that he's playing so well. And it's just it's just an amazing time, uh, and I'm very happy for him. He's doing such great things, and he's really elevating this team and making sure every single line is firing on all cylinders. And it's not just his play on the ice. It's off the ice. He's a leader. He's a, he's a really awesome dude. And hats off to you, Luch, for you know reaching your 1,100-game uh, tonight. And we're going to hear a combo deal. I got uh, Backland and Luch mixed together, so it's one file. We're going to play that now, and then we're going to come back and close out this epic show. The key to this matchup, like when you look at how difficult you know your first three opponents have been, I would imagine it to keep the pedal down. This is a team that could probably surprise, as we've seen. They've had a good start. What will this game come down to? Yeah, I think um, we got to play our best game, um, and we got to play a really good 60 minute game. We haven't done that yet. Uh, we know there's a lot of improvements on this for this team, and uh, I think last year Buffalo came in here and showed us they're a really fast young team, a lot of skill, and uh, yeah, they were a lot better than us last year when they came here in Calgary, so we know that, and we know we got to step up a game against them and play a really good game. We talked so much about the center depth that this team has through three games or a week so far. How, how are you seeing that sort of play out on the ice? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we have four really good lines um, and key to lines. I mean, I feel like it's sentiments are the ones that should drive a line and uh, should be the drivers. And I feel um, all of us, uh, the centers of this team, has done a good job of that. And uh, uh, it's always good to have that one, two, three, four punch at the throw teams. Um, so the, the top players never have an easy matchup with a result there. You guys, you guys always pride yourself on being four good lines, and you just kind of touched on it. I know there's areas you still want to improve, but have we seen you know, moments throughout games, you know, three, where you know, every single line has contributed and, and had you know, big roles throughout the, uh, the three games? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's why I've been winning all the three games, because at times the different lines have stepped up and uh, had, um, you know, uh, chipped in in different ways. And uh, I think that's, yeah, like I said, it's been a big key why we've been successful early on. You and Blake have played together a lot, but what does Trevor bring to your line right now? Uh, accountability. Uh, we know what to get. Uh, he's a hardworking guy. Uh, he's reliable on the ice. Um, he's a great teammate. And, um, yeah, you know, he, he, uh, you know where he's at on the ice. Um, he's uh, He always works hard to compete, goes to hard areas. So a uh, great player to play with, easy to play with. Lance playing 1100 tonight. Is there anything that stuck out about uh, about him, maybe through training camp? Or, you know, he's talked about how good he's feeling right now, and just uh, maybe observations from. Him. Yeah, no, he's looked good. Uh, the Lions been playing well the first three games here, first week, and uh, um, yeah, he's looked. Uh, you know that he he's been flying out there, uh, and uh, you know very. Happy for him to reach 1100. It's a great accomplishment. Not a lot of players have done that in NHL history. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very impressive. You know, it's 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 funny. Uh, kind of, it, it feels like it wasn't too long ago where we were celebrating a thousand, and um, yeah, just just 
just just kind of how fast uh, time goes, and you know, you think about you think about it as a whole. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, from 2007 to now, uh, how how fast it goes, and all that type of stuff, and and you know, like like I talked about uh, prior. Um, you know, just 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 enjoying the moment, enjoying everything day by day, and uh, yeah, it's just just having fun playing hockey uh, on a day-to-day basis. Does the family now stitch the one in the dazzle jackets <laughs> and the footwear, and how do we how do we accessorize? No, no, it's uh, you know, I, you don't add the one. It's just yeah, it's just just another number moving on from here, and uh, so yeah. Hey, 211, I think it is, 211 player to hit that number. I wonder, like, normally you would just wouldn't think about it in terms of the numbers, but I wonder for you, is there is there a number that is significant in your mind in terms of games played? Would there be something that uh, would be meaningful, especially to you? Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up because you look at it, like I talked about as a whole and all that type of stuff, and... Um, you know what? What was I like? Three fifty-five or three, three something in there when when I hit a thousand, and then now that number shrinks to two eleven. So you see how you know uh, when you when you when you climb up in games, you know how uh, like like I said how those numbers shrinks and how only a certain amount of players end up getting to that plateau. So you know that's one another thing that's I guess is pretty cool and that you're pretty. Uh, uh, grateful about and uh, so yeah, I guess that's that's one of the things that you kind of look at it from from more than anything. How many do you want to get to? As long as I can. <laughs> yeah. You don't set a- no, you don't. You don't really set a set a goal. I think the goal is to, like I said, just just live it day by day and and play for as long as you can. Brett said yesterday that you're, uh, you're skating as well as he's ever seen. Um, maybe uh, for you, are you feeling as good as you have uh, in a while? Yeah, I, I do. I definitely do. I, I feel like uh, uh, I've, I've had a good start to the year so far and feel like uh, the legs and the body is feeling well and I've been able to uh, you know, contribute to the team. So I want to keep that going. Uh, uh, into tonight. Luch, why is your line going so well right now? It seems like uh, all three of you are just making you know, plays that make a difference. Yeah, you know what? I think that's what it is. We're, we're going out there to, to try to help the team and try to make the difference. Uh, you know, every time we get a shift, uh, we're you know we're keeping things simple, playing straight lines, trying to you know use our uh, use our size and our mobility uh, and and get that working in the O zone. So. Uh, we just got to continue doing that. What do, you, what do you like about what you're maybe hearing and seeing and here as you guys probably try to stay even keel through a, a really strong start? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think I think we're just looking. I think the thing that I like is just that we're looking at things, um, you know, uh, you know, ga- game by game, you know, staying in the moment, and it's it's real funny if you actually. Look at our October schedule. Our opponents are probably as as tough as it gets, and and uh, you know just just rising to the occasion. Um, you know every game um, brings a new challenge, and just rising to those challenges and and, and creating our own energy and our own um, you know our own momentum is, is something that we've been good at so far. And you know uh, say what you want. Uh, you know, Buffalo's had a good start to the year as well. And, you know, this game is 
going to be just as hard as the first three. So we got to rise to this occasion. It's a different challenge than the three games of four, but we better be ready for it. All right, folks. Another most epic game day episode is in the books. And I'm most happy to be bringing these awesome shows to you guys every game day and whenever I feel like it. I know I've only done game day stuff. Maybe I should do some more recap stuff, but we'll see. For now, I'm happy with this. And I hope you guys are liking it. Not getting that much feedback because just kind of restarting things. So hopefully I'll be getting more feedback, more likes, more comments, more shares and all that stuff. Because I love doing this. And I'm happy to do it every single game day. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. I love your faces. And until next time, I'll catch you all on the flip side.